I don't know how to describe it other than like like a demon type of sound. But it's silhouetted, hulking, every bit of five and a half feet wide, 13 to 14 foot tall, pitch black. The one thing that ran through my mind when I had this encounter was I don't have a big enough gun. Your host, two-time witness and field researcher for more than 40 years, William Jevnik. Welcome to Creek Devil. It's pretty amazing what, uh, what the government has and what they know about it. And I get a kick out of these, these guys that, that talk about uh, the government of this, the government has this, the government has that. And it's like, well, yeah, they do, but why would they, why would they need to tell you about it? Just because, you know, just because you ask, you don't have a need to know. There's, and that's the whole thing with the government. You know, from being in the government, you only get the information that you need to know to do your job. And if this information doesn't pertain to you in your job, you're not going to get it. And I'm sure today there are two different agencies that are doing this. And I'm sure that they're both going to be listening to this podcast. And there are guys out there that uh, are the people I used to work with. And they have scientists who are and uh, I know that in the 60s, there was a couple uh, autopsies done. And I got to read a little bit about that, and that was very interesting information. Uh, there are people that have seen these things that swear that they will disappear right in front of you. There are people who have had uh, uh, telepathic uh, communications with and I know there are people out there that laugh about that, think that, oh, no, that's funny, that, that would never happen, blah, blah, blah. From what I know, nothing would surprise me in the least bit. Absolutely nothing. Because there was reports of that going way back. I mean, way back, is that these things communicate uh, with different people. I read it 
the other aspects of this with uh, I'm trying to think how to do this without giving too much away because I don't want to say something that will point the finger in a certain area or a certain uh, group where these people who are listening to this will go hound them and say, well, this guy said this and then they're on the spot. But when these things have been seen and they have been seen around uh, different types of UFOs and I've heard different researchers say that all they hear something like that, they just blow it off. There's nothing to it. You shouldn't do that. One of the things that you should do is study the reports and read as many of them as you can, and you will start to see a pattern with how things work with these. And other people have done this to the point where some of these guys would read some of this stuff, and before they were finished, they would already know uh, which classification of them that it was that they had counted. It was, there's, there's patterns to the stuff. There's lots of patterns to it. And also in different geographical areas, there's patterns to these things. Now, if you and I doing what we did in the service, if you and I started on the east coast of the United States, I know for a fact that you and I could go to the west coast, just the two of us, on our own, and never be seen by anybody. Now, if you and I can do that, these things do that constantly, because the entire country is their backyard, and they are complete experts in the wilderness. They can blend in so well that you will not realize it's there. You can walk within feet up and not realize it's there. These things have a tendency when they're seen, a lot of people go, oh my God, it disappeared. If you had a drone and you were able to put it up over an area where the thing had been, I guarantee you it's laying down somewhere in a slight depression in the ground because that's what they do. They also uh, use uh, infrastructure as uh, a deterrent. They can also use that as a weapon. And these people who will go out and they'll say that uh, they were walking along all of a sudden, ungodly dread That is something that has been ingrained in us since we evolved. And a lot of animals have that. Lions have it, elephants have it, and our bodies sense that, and that's where we get the sense of dread from. These things are able to project that out, and they use it to try and keep people away. Because you know, if you're walking into an area and these things are there, and they don't want you there, rather than scaring the shit out of you, 
they'll do this and you start feeling like, oh, I shouldn't really be here or I'll be watched if you turn around and go the other direction and then it's fine. But this is some of the stuff that they just think about. It's something they will continue to do. Uh, something I wanted to touch on also was this, this dog dance deal. Uh, those have been seen for forever. Now, some people can confuse the two because the different types, they look almost identical. Really, the only real difference is their life structure. And you and I have talked about that also. There's uh, different areas of the country where these things look more doggish. There's areas where they they look, they have faces almost like humans. And uh, it's a lot of different stuff in geographical areas. On the East Coast, there's the version of those that they almost look emaciated. And, but they don't let them fool you. Those things are super strong. They're fast and they can run like a wind. But they, they look like they're wasting away to nothing. But they're just a, they're a subspecies of, of what the types. And there's one that has the, the rounded heads, there's one that has the, the more pointed heads. And those are different subspecies of the different types. And I know that, that one of the other podcasts out there. That guy has done everything, he's seen everything, anything anybody else has encountered, he's had it happen too, and uh, he's very full of himself, is what I think. And uh, I know that he does get some, some good people out there, but can't inject yourself into this if someone is telling you about their experience. Because to a lot of people, this is very, very traumatic. There's a lot of these reports, and in about 40% of them, a lot of these people had to go and have uh, get mental health. And just about every one of them happy to get mental health, also ended up on different medications. And oh, this isn't a joke. This is, this is dead serious. And there's people that are really screwed their lives up permanently. And there's people who used to enjoy the outdoors that don't enjoy the outdoors anymore. They will not go anywhere. They're camping. They're just, they have PTSD. They don't want anything to do with the woods. A lot of times they'll move into the city and move into the you know, like complex or something, and there's nothing but people around. And they don't, they don't want pets, they don't want anything, because their, their encounter was so traumatic to them. And this is something that has gone on for a very, very long time. And a lot of them won't even watch TV. 
a lot of follow-up stuff on some of these people, especially in the 60s and 70s. Uh, there was a lot of that. And uh, different three-letter organizations had been following a lot of these people because they thought some of them were communists and traitors and yada, yada, yada. And they would uh, uh, keep close tabs on some of these people. There, there was people that committed suicide in this subject. I mean, it's, 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 these guys say, I want to go out and the county. They're, they're out of mind. You, you don't, uh, everybody reacts different to it. They really do. They don't. Human body, or your mind, I should say. Um, I learned this from a scientist I worked with. He said the human body and your mind cannot comprehend something unless it's used to it. And one of the examples he used was is when. Uh, Europeans first came to this country and there was a ship that was docked and most of the people in the village couldn't see it but this medicine man had had a dream about it and he took a dugout canoe and went out to the thing but the other people couldn't see it because their minds couldn't comprehend it and that's something that, that has been in different reports where there's been a crowd of people who have seen one of these things, like a tourist group, and 30% of them saw it, and 70% didn't. It's not because it vanished, it's because their mind couldn't comprehend it. And we had some very, very smart scientists. I mean, you've got top shelf. And I'm going to give you a quick example. We got a call about something that was dug up somewhere in the world. And we flew there to retrieve what had been dug up. And when we got there, the scientists were doing their part. There was already two of them there, and I knew both of them. And we were in an underground uh, chamber that had been put there six, eight thousand years ago. This is nothing that we did. This is something that was done probably around the time of the Egyptians. And I got talking to him after we done what we were there to do when everything was being boxed up and sent back. But uh, I said to him, I said, we have all these lights down here. Like, how the hell did they see down here without these kinds, you know, without the lights? I said, there's no, you know, oil residue on the ceiling. There's, you know, no fire residue. There's nothing. And he says, come with me and I'll show you. We went down and took a couple of different hallways. And all of a sudden, it was like this blue, um, but it wasn't like a directional light. It was just lit up, but it had a blue cast to it. And there were these glass globes on the wall, on these little arms. 
And I was like, is that a light bulb? And he goes, yeah, sort of. I said, what the hell is that? And he told me, he says, what these are is they would take a bacteria uh, from a swamp and they would take a, uh, oh, like a, a dead lizard, baby snake, or something like that. And they put it inside this glass balloon thing that they had, inject this uh, bacteria into it, and as this stuff fed on this decaying matter in there, it would give off a light. And he said, when they first did them, he said they probably were very bright. And he's like, that's how all this stuff was lit up. And I was like, wow. I'm like, that's pretty cool. But we got to see a lot of bizarre stuff uh, across the world. Thanks for listening to this episode of Creek Devil. If you or anyone you know has had an encounter with these creatures, please contact us at williamjevning at yahoo.com. That's William, J-E-V-N-I-N-G, at yahoo.com. All communication is confidential. Join us for another program next week. And until then, keep your eyes open out there. <laughs>